welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcedo, <coughs> managing editor and writer at ScreenGeek.com. It's no, it's no longer, no longer going to be ScreenGeek.net. Uh-huh. It's going to be ScreenGeek.com. Really? Yeah. Frank fucking got, he got the, uh, the, uh, the, ad, the web address or whatever. He got the .com part. Now he's, he's switching everything over to .com. Nice. And I was like, what? I get to throw away all my old business cards? What? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. You know what I have to say about that? What? Hey, this mm. is me. I am mm. woman. Mm. I like me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Have that confidence. Keep that shit going. Because I got a job. A new did job. You, did you get the job? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if I got the job. You got the job, too. Did I get the job? Yeah. You got the job. We both got a job. Yeah. Got uh, got some good paying jobs. Yeah. I should put that in fucking in the soundboard. No, it's funnier when you go. No, you know what? I'm going to record myself going... And then put it in the soundboard. <laughs> Why? Because you don't like doing it? No, because this is funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Two E's in real. Like, <laughs> like that. Eel. <laughs> real mm-hmm. Appeal. Not that many E's, though. Just two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com if you could please review us on iTunes then we'll get noticed mm-hmm. you know because we need that attention yeah our segments Mark put banter so I gotta tell you that we're gonna have banter <laughs> you didn't have to say banter I just put it in there as a place I know you did but I was just being funny you asshole <laughs> <laughs> our recent review of Nightmare Alley Mm-hmm. the the 2021 version not the i didn't know 19? there was any other version yeah there's like a 1933 version i think maybe Damn, even... we should have watched that one i thought about it but it's from what i heard this nightmare alley that we're going to be talking about is closer toward uh, closer to the source material mm. 1947 not the 1947 version the 19 the, pff, the 2021 version <laughs> um during our variety time we are going to talk about the 2022 Oscar nominees. Mm-hmm. And our geriatric cinematic is 1993's Freaked. Yes. Mark has been waiting forever. Forever. To tell me about this movie. To no, show me to it. To show you it, yeah. For us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the topic? Uh, a freak or just plain freaking? Let's figure that out. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's figure out right now. Go. (laughs) (laughs) A freak or just plain freaky? No, freaking. I don't understand what that means. That's okay. I don't either. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it makes sense then because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. look, look, Look. These topics hold almost no water to what the fuck we're actually talking about. Mm. I just put something there and think, yeah, that's pretty funny. But most of the time it's not. We almost chose freaks. Yeah, yeah, we. You're right. We almost did choose freaks. Um, 
uh, that looks I, really good. Like I really wanted to watch that one. Yeah, but like it's it's funny because I want I honestly I didn't want to show you that movie, but I feel like it would make you depressed because some of the freaks get treated real badly. I'm okay with that. Um, it just looked good. Yeah, and I besides like I I figured I figured Nightmare Alley was it's already kind of depressing. Yeah, and it's like the perfect opportunity to show you freaked. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like. We're gonna do this. Like fuck it. I I think I gave you like some choices, like, oh, we can do this, this, and this. But mm-hmm. honestly, if you picked I in any one of them except for freak, I'd have been like, no, we're doing freak. I gave you the <laughs> illusion of a choice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like and I, I found out I actually found a lot of information about freak that uh I I didn't know. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit, like there's got to be so much information on that fucking movie because it is wild and the, all the wild movies have a lot of shit going on the movie was almost lost in time really like yeah like of the fine uh, a uh, like vinegar syndrome would have fucking found it yeah 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 exactly exactly but yeah we'll we'll get into that once we uh once we talk about freaked i'm uh, gonna get in that segment um if you folks have noticed yeah we we cut out the news band the news section now because um uh, like other sites are covering the news already. Yeah, so a lot of the stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. I don't because I don't know people in the business that well. Yeah, some of it I knew, but some of it I didn't. So yeah, you know. So yeah, we're we're cutting we're cutting that off. Plus, like I I'll admit because Kelsey like told me this and I was like, okay, cool. I'm not the only one who thinks this. It was getting kind of tedious. We're like, yeah, we can talk about the news, but you know let's let's not let's like, just yeah let's just have fun yeah let's just have fun plus let's i also have been formal. telling you too the, like since the beginning two mm. hours is too long you're like what are you talking about too long two hours is great <laughs> and then we went down to an hour and a half and you're then i'm like i think an hour you're like no no no, no. <laughs> but now we're trying to keep it hour hour and a half still yeah something like that so hopefully uh this this will be more of a success and make it about an hour Maybe hours some change. Uh, also, it allows us more time to like really dive into something instead of like getting to the end. We're like, oh, I've been talking for almost two hours. Oh, yeah. we, like in this <laughs> fucking thing. Um, what do you want to say? What you got today? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, I I I got I got this. I got a new job. I I got a new job that I'm actually pretty proud to get. I'm not gonna. I can't give you full details about it because you know I separate this podcast from my work. Um, super super excited about this job. It's it's good pay. It's close to L.A., which I've been trying to do, and it's it's somewhat in the Hollywood industry. And I'm like, cool. Like this is where I want to be. Um, and leading up to getting this job. I was like, I had like two other possibilities, but this one, this was like top tier. I was like, all right, if I don't get that, at least I got like these two. And I got the top tier <laughs> and like straight up for a weekend. I was like, did I get did that really did, just happen? Like, did I get the job? Five minutes. He was like, wait, did I get the job? <laughs> and he's looking through his phone to see if he actually saw the, like got a call. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I did like the, the person, the person who hired me, he called me like on a Friday afternoon. Or Friday evening, he was like, hey, we want to offer you the job, this, this, and that, and everything. And I still couldn't believe it. I was like, what the fuck? And it, it, even, like, I had to wait over the weekend, and I was waiting for, like, the offer letter. And, still, and I was still like, did I get the job? And then I got the offer letter, and I still was like, wait, did I really just get the job? I think I take that back. And also not just that, but you were like, 
should I, I can't put in my two weeks until I get the offer letter, right? Uh-huh. Like what? Like maybe they'll take it back. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so I was really happy about this. Uh, my girlfriend was really happy about this. Kelsey was fucking thrilled. She's like calling up everybody. Like, oh, I, got the job, I know. I told my mom and my dad and I told. You told me like two of your coworkers. Yeah, my coworkers. Yeah, and like your kids and shit. <laughs> <I told laughs> like, everybody. Yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> you know, Kelsey, uh, being being the best of best best friends and everything, she was like, "Here, I got you something to celebrate your new job." And it's a, it was a meat bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't believe what I saw. What it is is like. Well, I got it for Valentine's Day too. What? Because I thought the, it was funny. What's the name of the company? Manly Co. Oh yeah, actually, I have the cup with me right now. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's I know, the last right? Cup. It's called yeah, Manly Manco. So what they do is they they have like these jerky and like meat products and stuff like that, and they kind of like give it to you and like like a, as a gift and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Kelsey, what she got me was a glass cup um, that says Manly Manco on it, and then like a bouquet of like beef jerky, like with like <laughs> sticks, and then like the meat is like cut like flowers. So it's essentially like a meat bouquet. Yeah, <laughs> it's like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna post that. You know what? I'm gonna post that on on the uh, on the pot on the uh, uh, Instagram page for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I'll like <laughs> I'll I'll link into that. But it was it was fucking hilarious. And then, um, and like and I like I got it I got it tonight or today. And for like maybe like two hours, I was like, mm, "That's some good jerky. <laughs> that's good jerky." <laughs> Tell them what you did going through the the turkeys. Oh, okay, yeah. So like, <laughs> they give you like options, like, oh, do you want like original turkey, spicy, like all these options, right? And Kelsey was like, oh, I I got your original turkey, and no teriyaki. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, teriyaki and uh, spicy, but they don't tell you which is which is which, like the which is which. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, is that spicy? Yeah, I think that's spicy. And then like I kept going. I was like, "Where's the teriyaki? Where's the where's the original?" And I kept biting into. Them. I'm like, "That's spicy. Are they all just spicy?" Yeah, right? he's drinking, starting to drink milk. Like, I need like something to cut the spice down. Yeah, right. I'm like, damn. Okay, it's kind of spicy, right? So then I'm like, all right, I, I put it down, like whatever. And I come back, and I'm like, all right, let me get this piece. I eat it. I'm like, oh no, that's the spicy one. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, it was really fucking hot. <laughs> So the other ones were just like original, but like there's a bit of like a little bit of spice in their original, not like too fucking hot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, Kelsey, thank you. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Love You're this welcome. gift. I kind of don't want to eat the meat now. Just like keep it like, ah, Kelsey got me this. But you, oh know, my but God. you know, my fat ass is going to eat it. I know. The, um, oh, I also got that cat shaming desk oh calendar. yeah she gave me a desk calendar. It's, it's, it's pictures of cats being shamed. Like, you know, I peed on the carpet, like a cat next to a piece of paper saying like I peed on the carpet or some shit like that. And mm-hmm. It's like I haven't opened it. I don't want to open it until I, um, until I officially like start working at my new job. And then she got me like this sweet ass like insulated ceramic slash like uh like the inside is ceramic so you don't taste the metal. Yeah, yeah, like this mug and that, it has a cork bottom. Yeah, and it like keeps my drinks hot for like twelve hours and keeps them cold for like twenty four hours. I was like, oh, I fucking love this. So. Uh, which is weird because I've I've had several different jobs and I've never got like and Kelsey tells me it's a common practice that when uh, somebody that you know gets a good a good job or a new job you get them something 
like to take or to use for that job mm-hmm. and i've never gotten that before and i'm just like what the fuck is it's twofold this? it's almost like a housewarming gift mm. like someone gets you something to yeah. celebrate that you got a new job yeah and that person spends money from their first check taking you to dinner <laughs> that, that's the thing that's that's some bullshit i'm not sp- <laughs> <laughs> you owe me sushi motherfucker. you're right you're right. i do owe you sushi dinner for helping me uh <laughs> helping me with my my last semester in school um <laughs> So, yeah, so you know what? You know what? I'll get you sushi. Right. I will get you sushi. The 7 Eleven sushi. <laughs> My God. Did you say what kind? <laughs> yes, I did. I said nope. the one in Claremont. I didn't hear blah, 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 blah. I don't hear you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, so, what, what's, so what we got going on? We are going to do our recent review of Nightmare Alley. I'll ask you simple questions. You will answer in short sentences only what you believe to be absolute truth. Absolute truth. I can do that. Now, brief as you can, what is your name? Stanton Carlisle. Are you a true medium? Yes, I am. Mr. Carlisle? Doctor. Please lay down. Can you read minds? Yes, I can. Under the right circumstances. Keep your answers brief. What do I want? To be found out, same as everybody else. Are you in contact with the beyond? Well, we've had our share of snake charmers in the past. The synopsis is an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who's even more dangerous and fucking fine than he is. <laughs> Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, written by Kim Morgan and Guillermo del Toro. It stars Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Rennie Marr, and Ron Perlman. Uh, so, Nightmare Alley. Another uh, film by Guillermo del Toro. He's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite directors. Um, Kelsey, what did, you, what did you think of this movie? Um, I don't think it hits its mark. Okay, okay. Like, I feel a little let down by it after seeing mm. a few of his other ones that you've shown me, or... You, you, we... I've shown you, um, The Shape of Water, right? Yep, and you've shown me, um... I think I've shown you Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um... There was one more. I know, I know I've been meaning to show you The Devil's Backbone, but I haven't seen, I haven't shown you that one. No. Um... I think there was one more. Let me see. Uh, but you've seen the Hellboy movies, right? Yeah. Okay, so those are his movies. Okay. So you you have an idea of it, like his his style, his aesthetic, his kind of like mm-hmm. wonderism and everything with uh, with his movies. I feel like I could tell it was a Guillermo del Toro movie, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as grand in the story, the visual aspect of it, as what I know him for, mm-hmm. and. The story for me felt kind of flat. Uh, it wasn't bad, right? Like this movie hmm. would be anybody else's best movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, Pacific Rim. I saw that. Okay, okay. All right, sorry. Go on. Um, 
yeah, this movie would be anybody else's best film. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I just wasn't in love with it. Yeah, like it's it's funny because we we actually saw this twice. We saw it at we saw it in, when it was first in theaters like last year. We got like a late night showing like on a Tuesday. Because um, I was just like, oh, let's let's go check it out and see what see what's all about, right? And I, like I said, I'm a huge Guillermo del Toro fan, and it it actually took maybe like the second viewing for me to actually like really appreciate it because i didn't know how to feel about it the first time mm-hmm. um i would agree with that i'm still not in love with it but i yeah. feel like i understand why he directed it that way a little better yeah and that's the thing it's it definitely runs in his theme or in this case like a, the underlining message of like monsters mm-hmm. but not like in the in the sense of a typical fashion like they don't look like monsters like it's, monsters of men yeah yeah exactly and this kind of does a movie. This, I feel like the one underlying message of this movie is like an obsession of, uh, the obsession obsession of power or the illusion of power, mm-hmm. and I feel like that it starts hitting that closer towards the end, like maybe in the middle, middle of the second act. Oh no, I say at the end of the second act into the third act. Mm. Uh, we're, we're not gonna spoil it right now, but like I feel like it starts hitting that. And it kind of like took a minute to really get to that point. One thing I do have to complain is like this movie is kind of long. I think it's like two hours and like 20 minutes, two hours and 30 minutes. They, he could have shaved off maybe like a half hour mm-hmm. of this movie. Yep. Um, I think some of the character development was a little off. Mm-hmm. And some of the, the connections that were formed weren't very genuine feeling. Yeah, yeah, which which I, it leads into uh, the performance. What did you think of, of the performance in this movie? Yeah, it's like 2 hours and 30 minutes. They could have shared off maybe even 40 minutes of this on this movie. I mean, we had great actors and actresses in here. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like their acting was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the film was probably directed in a way that allowed them to really like the character some of the characters were lacking mm. attachment to other characters yeah they should have it yeah like there's a like okay i like i did like bradley cooper's performance i did like how the beginning he was like this kind of quiet mysterious individual and now he kind of like turned into like this this mentalist person who was like running these cons and stuff like that um i know there's supposed to be like this love between him and rooney mara Rudy Morrow's character, mm-hmm. I didn't really get that. It, it felt it like I know I know it's supposed to be like one sided because one sided in the sense of like Bradley Cooper's character is like kind of like using her at, at for an advantage or as an advantage or mm-hmm. some shit like that. But like she's she's supposed to be feeling this love from like the Bradley Cooper's character, and I didn't even like really feel any of like that genuine like spark between the two me either like because you don't see much of a i don't think it's a spoiler but you don't see much of a dating period no 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 you just see them like they're together and then like it's later yeah it's then like late like the movie jumps like a year or something like that yeah um but and i think i think why some of the movie kind of lacks like like i said uh, Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper's performance was really great um, but I think it was only really great because he was like the main focus of the movie mm-hmm. there was not really a whole lot of time or a lot of uh, chances for like the other actors to really 
develop develop or really shine in their performance like tony collette tony collette is a great performer uh great performer mm-hmm. um i felt like she wasn't used well enough mm-hmm. kate blanchett she was great i felt like kate blanchett is great you give kate blanchett five minutes and i think she's just great period um i thought she was great but i also thought that her character was really one-dimensional you know what? I would say that's actually on purpose because she's the femme fatale. Because this is like a noir themed movie, and mm-hmm. the femme fatale are kind of one dimensional, where they're like they're just kind of like psycho in a way. That's true. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that it that that takes away from the film. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And Kate Blanchett is like. I have a crush on her so bad. You're not the only fucking everyone has a crush on her. This movie did not help that crush at all. Oh, really? (laughs) Like, definitely, it doesn't matter if the movie is great or Mm. not great. Mm. Like, I like her old-timey voice, too. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like, all around. Yeah. Um, Um, But she, I don't care. I liked her in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think, (laughs) uh, I feel like this movie did help, help that crush on her, that I have on her. Uh, no, I mean it didn't help lessen. Oh, oh, lessen, lessen. Gotcha. Yeah, it did okay. not help. Okay, so, like gotcha. soothe, like the itch or the crush or oh, whatever. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so okay, so going, so let's let's talk about the directing, uh, get, uh, Del Toro's directing. <sighs> he makes he, I feel like he does like these really great shots. He still does these really really great shots that mm-hmm. are straight up like del toro's fashion um there's like a there's like that great scene at night where they're in like the garden area while it's snowing mm-hmm. i think it looks i think that looks fucking amazing um there's another like really great shot of bradley cooper's character walking with like a bucket and you see like the carnival in the background yeah i think it's a beautiful shot that's like oh let me take a picture of that and like hang it on my wall mm-hmm. um so like in terms of like his directing, I think I think it's good. It's not as flashy, but it's still phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like I said, it looks it clearly looks like a Del Toro film. Um, it's weird because like it's I don't know. Like I feel like he was trying to make maybe kind of like of an epic story on a smaller scale, if that makes sense. Like on a like a realistic scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was weird because like whenever you really see a Del Toro film, there's like this whole kind of like crazy, like mystical part of it, like this kind of like uh, like American Gothic kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. This one, it was like I don't know. It, it seemed like I uh, think it's because it was noir themed. Yeah, that was probably. I think it, that's yeah. it because noir they're emotionally crazy inside. Yeah, but they don't really show it too much on the surface. You just know that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Until there's like a boiling point. Yeah. Um, but usually in his films, there's like, like you keep a lot of interest in a certain pace, and like mm-hmm. things are happening, and you're. And this one is just like kind of dour oh yeah and then you're just kind of going along with this guy that you don't know much about yeah um i'm trying because i'm I'm looking at i'm looking at his past work and he's never really done a noir film so he's trying something different let me see crimson peak is american gothic um crimson peak was good i like that movie yeah hellboy that's a comic book film pan's labyrinth that's a kind of fantasy thing hellboy i forgot he did blade too holy shit um (laughs) Was that a good movie or a bad one? 
it's interesting. The CGI looks really bad oh. as the movie progresses. Um, but see, that's that's a, that's a, with a case where like the, the studio, studio got too involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been a like I love Del Toro's work. He's he's one of those directors that like has a great idea, comes to a studio, and the studio will be like, okay, do it, and then they start meddling because they don't get it. Mm-hmm. It is like let fucking let do, let Del Toro work. I let think they most work. studios have learned their lesson. Oh yeah, after he fucking swept up at the Oscars with mm-hmm. uh, The Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so what's what's your what's your take on the direct? Do you have anything else to add to it? No, I think it's just the noir aspect is I think mm. what kept the heartbeat of the film mm, yeah. from really showing itself. Like yeah, you yeah. get everything, it's just muted in a weird way. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I don't know. You want to hop into you hop in the spoilers right now? We can get into the writing. When you, it, the uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, keep it up. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna hop into the spoiler section. And we're gonna talk about uh, Nightmare Alley and Great Links. Um, yeah. So if you don't want to be spoiled, here's a spoiler bumper right about now. can't hear me no no i can hear you i can hear you just fine it was like oh that's why okay <laughs> i have my headphones on like the wrong way and i'm like why am i hearing it in that ear i, I normally hear it like it would sound you know how you listen to something for so long mm-hmm. and then you hear from a in a different ear or something i don't you hear it in one no ear? it's like looking at someone mm-hmm. and then you see them in the mirror yeah and you can tell that their face isn't symmetrical all of a sudden because when oh, yeah. the wrong side is drooping or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened because I was like, why does that sound weird? The spoiler bumper. Oh, because I have my headphones on the wrong way. It's because it, no, blah, 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 blah. It's going off track. Off track. Anyway. Okay. So, we, okay. The writing. What do you think of the writing? It made sense. So that's mm. one thing that's important. Mm. Um the writing was okay. I think, I think he wanted it to be shocking. Uh, him and uh, what's his name? Uh, Kim Morgan. Yeah, mm. I think they wanted it to be shocking. The reveal mm. about the dad. You know, like what he did to his father, and oh, like Bradley Cooper's character, like let his father died of of some some ill some type of illness, like f- basically freeze to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And also shocking that the psychiatrist would like had an ulterior motive and yeah, it just wasn't shocking to me. Mm-hmm. And I also kind of didn't care. He didn't write it in a way that I mm-hmm. totally was engaged. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I hated it. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just didn't have the punch that I think he hoped it would have for the the viewers. Yeah, because, like, and, and it's not like he's, it's not like Guillermo del Toro is, like, bad at ma- adapting material. I mean, he adapted, you know, Blade, Hellboy. Um, I don't know which one of his his other films are adapted works. Um, but it seems like this one was kind of a challenge mm-hmm. to really, like, convey, like, um, the evils of man and, like, in a carnival setting. Like, how... The freaks and the monsters aren't in the carnival. They're like the everyday walking guy or like the dude who has like 
an ulterior motive or the, some of the characters have an ulterior motive mm-hmm. um yeah like i didn't feel uh like it tra- it translated that well or that it translate it didn't translate as well as it could have i think he could have made the normies mm-hmm. a little more evil or a little more scary yeah to the the actual carnies yeah yeah definitely definitely um and and to, to your point about the Kate Blanchett character, like she ended up being the one who like fucking him over and everything like that. But like you see it from a mile away. Yeah, like I saw it coming. So when it happened, I was like, yeah, of course. Like that was, that was going to happen to you. Like you, it's it's funny because like you're he's like the Bradley Cooper's character is like he's ramping up to fail like hard. Yep. You know, like I said with with the theme of the illusion of power. But like when it happens, you're just like, well, yeah that was going to happen what mm-hmm. do you expect like of course that was gonna happen it's like you get a, a mild anxiety over it because mm-hmm. he's obviously setting himself up to fail and he doesn't know it mm-hmm. but it's like it's like when you're ready to climax and the other person's done already yeah, and then you like, never quite get there <laughs> you got we got we got plot blue balls yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um th- i will admit though that like the scene where where um, Bradley Cooper's character and Barry no I'm gonna say Barry Jenkins <laughs> that's a uh, totally different film <laughs> I know uh, Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper's character and Richard Jenkins' character um, where they're in the garden at the at night and mm-hmm. like the, the you know really Mars gonna come out and pretend to be like the guy's dead lover and stuff like that mm-hmm. I will admit like leading up to that I was like on the edge of my seat kind of like oh this is gonna like like that like that I was like this is gonna fail so hard oh my god I can't wait to see it you know yeah yeah but how hard is it gonna fail like what's exactly gonna go wrong and everything and, and it didn't fail the way you expected it to like he caught them yeah 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 um, and then he was being shot at yeah that's the thing. and then nothing like kind of nothing yeah then he like he he gets rid of the car mm-hmm. and then like Rita Mara's like fuck you and like walks off like yeah so oh, she's okay. gone and then he goes to see the psychiatrist and she basically yeah takes his money and like he ends up having to go on the run yeah and, it, and then he becomes a fucking geek and you're like okay cool yeah I and that's the thing I, I feel like I feel like when we have such that like you were saying like the, like the plot blue balls you have that such like <gasps> oh shit and then like the Kane Blatchett like reveal like oh okay like because you're just on this high and you want that high but I feel yeah like I didn't feel like it reached the height that it wanted to go yeah yeah so I'm like oh okay um (laughs) I did I did actually enjoy that ending where uh Bradley Cooper's character is like becomes the new geek oh I did too yeah yeah I thought like I thought that ending was great and it was like like you can tell like that character was like yeah I fucking deserve this like and I, yeah like he's like um kind of like not like suicide but he wants to like slowly die like he feels like that's the pain yeah. he has to go through for the shit he's done i was like yeah you do you totally deserve that also i think he's realizing his monumental fall mm-hmm. like not oh shit i fucked up but like look how far like look how far i actually fell yeah like yeah. i was looking down on the guy that was a geek yeah like he had like a de- he had a really good living he was doing the minimalist gig and everything like that he was getting paid really well um he honestly still had some friends at, at the uh, at the carnival like william defoe's character was still his friend um tony collette was like giving him a warning like don't do this like mm-hmm. you're gonna fuck up and everything um but then like Honestly, you know, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have gotten the movie. We'd have been like, oh, and he looks happily ever after. The end. <laughs> um, from what I heard, that that ending is more true to the book. 
that like huge uh, fall that he goes through. Yeah. Um. So. I wonder if the book is actually more anxiety-inducing. It probably is. I'm like really curious to like get to read the book now. It like, but mind you, this was this book was made written in. Um, let's let's see. I'm gonna find out when the book was written. I would imagine the book was written maybe like in the or, late 1800s, early 19. Uh, maybe early 19. No, it was a uh, no. It says publication date 1946. Yes. So so the. First movie came out a year later, so you know obviously it must have been a it must have been something really good. I I kind of want to actually want check out this book now. Mm. Um, so do imagine this? Have you have you seen the trailer? I, I know you've seen the trailer once, but do you remember it? Nah. So I don't remember the trailer at all, right? I remember seeing it once and going like, okay, I'm gonna check this out. It's Guillermo del Toro. I'm gonna check it out, right? Mm-hmm. And I just forgot it and everything. I I forgot how the trailer played out, and then I rewatched it again. So there are two trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one is the one that uh, that you folks heard while you know leading us into the segment, right? And the other trailer, the one that first came out, totally sold the movie differently. Really? It it almost makes it seem like Bradley Cooper's character is gonna literally turn into a monster, like huh. he's like a werewolf or some shit like that. Which would have been so fucking interesting. I, I think that would have been like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what the hell? Is because like, like, ta-da, I'm the real freak. Yeah, because like that trailer, it's like William Defoe, and he's uh, he's he's doing, he's not narrating, he's um, he's talking over like the scenes that's playing out, and it's that speech where he talks about where he's like introducing the geek and everything. Like he's neither mad. Is he mad or is he beast? The, mm-hmm. the evils of man, blah 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 blah, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. And like, but they're showing a lot of Bradley Cooper. So you're so, it's it, the the message can go two ways. Either like he's a literal monster or he's like an inner monster. Yeah. You know. But even as the movie played out, it's really like not no inner monster. It's more of just like the illusion of power that happens in this. Yeah, in this which movie. is, and it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Like if you think of Succession. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, that show will mm. tell you how evil man is. Yeah, exactly. And this movie was kind of like, he's greedy as fuck. Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, like, the only person that you really got an idea of, like, the evils of man. Um, well, well you, maybe you can, you can kind of say Kate Blatchett. Like, the, the thing she did was evil, but it was like, it wasn't really evil because she just, like, one-upped this asshole. I think she's a little scary. Like, I would never want to meet her mm. in her character in real life. Yeah, and the only person that you really got a sense of a monster is the, um, mm, excuse me, is the um, Richard Jenkins character. Yeah. Which, that, I'm like, what? Because, like, what the fuck did he do? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, clearly he either, like, he had something, something to do with, like, the woman that he was like, obsessed over. Yeah. Like, with her death. And, like, you have an idea of, like, there has to be other women that he either killed or, like, fucked up completely. Yeah. Um, which, that part, like, that whole con part, I was enjoying that. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was like, he's going to fail so hard. How? And was, also, how- like, you don't care mm. about the Richard Jenkins guy. Yeah. So, like, you want him to get hurt. Yeah, and he does rightfully so. Gets his <laughs> fucking nose punched into his skull, mm-hmm. which I was, that was some brutal shit. And I was like, that's a Dotoro movie. Sometimes he has some really fucking brutal shit that happens out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like I said, I enjoyed it, but it's not. It's definitely not one of my. Uh, it's definitely not one of my favorite Dotoro films. 
Um, yeah. I am very curious about his next movie, which is uh, Pinocchio. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's got Pinocchio coming out for Netflix. They. Oh, and that's the thing. Mm. The guy who played um, Tony Collette's oh, um, husband, I think he. Doesn't he play Pinocchio? I don't. He know. looks kind of like a Pinocchio, Let like me a, see. a not Pinocchio, but a dad, like a, the dad. Let me see. Uh, and I thought I saw him in no, the it's, trailer. I, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be all stop motion. Uh, oh, but it, it, they have Kate Blanchett's gonna be the voice. Uh, Kate Blanchett uh, is in it. Ron Perlman, of course. Ron Perlman is in every fucking Dotoro movie. Uh, Hugh McGregor. Uh, he plays. He actually plays uh, Mr. Cricket or Sebastian Cricket. Christoph Waltz is in it, Tilda Swinton, Dave Bradley, Tim Blake Nelson, John Turturro. Wow, he's got a great fucking cast. Who, so who plays the... Pinocchio? The, no, plays? not Pinocchio, the, the woodmaker, the clockmaker. Uh, it doesn't say. The dad? Uh, no, it doesn't say. That's weird. He's like pivotal to the fucking movie. Well, that's the thing. It only has like the names of... Like it has it has who's it has who Hugh McGregor's gonna play Christoph Waltz Finn Wolf Finn Wolfhard's gonna play Ron Perlman and Dave David Bradley but like we don't know who Tim Blake Nelson's gonna play or John Turturro Tim Blake Nelson I guarantee is gonna be the uh, Jiminy Cricket I guarantee you it no 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 that's uh, Hugh McGregor oh uh, but they call him Sebastian Cricket which I've never read the Pinocchio book I'm just assuming that's the real character that's the character's real name yeah I'm going off like what Disney showed me <laughs> um. Maybe yeah, yeah maybe the, it's totally different story than the Disney version. Oh, yeah, so it's absolutely. probably going to be a little darker. It's a Dotor film. Absolutely. Oh, I can't fucking wait then. Yeah, it, it cuz I kind of didn't like the Pinocchio, the Disney version. The old the old cartoon? I ha- I hated it. It made me feel like uh throwing up. Like I felt like there was really? constant motion. Uh-huh. And then the boys on the island like uh-huh. almost made me feel murderous. Even as a kid? I remember being freaked the fuck out when uh, those kids are turning into, like, donkeys and shit like that. When they were yeah. transforming. I remember freaking the fuck out as a kid. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I guess it was, like, how... Mind, like, this is Disney during, like, what, the 70s or some shit like mm. that? And they were just like, fuck it. We're going to give kids nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so <laughs> before we take off, off this subject, what's your, so what's your final say on Nightmare Alley? Um, I'd say, I'm not going to say it's totally worth a watch, but definitely, you know, if you got nothing better to watch, mm. put it on. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to say that it is a watch, uh, just to, you know, stay up to date with Del Toro's work. Um, I honestly do think that the movie would probably, well, I take that back. It's not like the movie's not being appreciated. Critics, like, enjoy the fuck out of this movie. You got like that. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to say all of them did. They're, um, let me see. There are a few detractors. Yeah, there there are a few detractors. One of the biggest one of the biggest complaints was that it was a bit long, like it's two and a half hours. Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't do so well at the box office. This came out like maybe a week before Spider Man came out, (laughs) and it was like, yo, that ain't gonna do it. Fucking favor. Yeah. Um. It's an eighty percent on Rotten Tomato, but sixty nine on the metric. Um, I'll say it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, I like I said, it's not his best work, but I think it's, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. All right, what do we got next? Next, we are going to do our variety time. <laughs> So 
So we chose to talk about Oscar nominations. I know Mark kind of told me a few things already, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think you said one one movie was this year's Green Book. Oh, all right. So we're not we're not gonna go over the entire nominations, like the entire all the categories. We're gonna cover um, picture. Best actor, best actress, writing, uh, directing, uh, screenplay, and, and a few others that might just pop in our heads. So, um, you folks have already you folks have already probably seen the list, okay? Um, so we're kind of just going to talk about the main point. The main points, like what we are not feeling or what we are feeling. Okay, one, I can't believe Don't Look Up got nominated for Best Picture. Oh, that's the one that you said was going to be like this year's Green Book. Everyone has a feeling that's going to be this year's Green Book, like. It's it's already getting so much hate. That's the thing. There are people who love it and people who hate it. But it's to me, it's like meh. Like it's all right. You watched it? Yeah, because it's it's on Netflix right now. It's all right. It's a bit of screaming of like the earth is dying. The earth is dying. like there's a lot of <laughs> like Chicken Little. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of overt context than like subtext with this movie, right? Mm-hmm. But it definitely did not need to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Like why? Like, fucking why? Um, I'm... Let me see. A lot of the nominations I'm all about um, that, that that I do believe belong on that list, I'm really surprised that one, Coda, and two, Drive My Car is on that list. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not saying those were bad movies. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen them, but all I hear is that they're great. But I didn't think they were going to be on the best picture list. Oh. Um uh, obviously, Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah. So, okay. Wait. Before before we jump into directors, I really feel like actually no. Actually, actually I'll save that thought for the end. Um, best director, right? Allworthy. How the fuck is Dennis Villeneuve not on Part, that list? Yeah. That blows my fucking mind. Exactly. Like, I I'm actually I'm actually kind of pissed that Belfast is on it. Me too. Um, and, and I actually liked that movie. Exactly. You actually like Belfast, and it's like, why? But like, I know that's definitely not better than Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like, because I see Dune as, like, one of the most difficult movies to adapt for the big screen. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, before David Lynch, before, before um, Villano's Dune, mm-hmm. I thought the best, well, I still think it. Um, Hodorowsky's Dune. Alejandro Hodorowsky. Uh-huh. I was just like, that's going to be the best Dune like, ever. Unfortunately, it's never made, but it's still the best one ever, <laughs> yeah. right? So then, you know, like we did an episode where we talked about David Lynch's Dune and then Dennis Villeneuve's Dune. And Dennis Villeneuve's Dune is like close second. It's like fucking great. As in... I was, As in he was able to modernize it and keep true to the story exactly. and make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, actually, I think what, what might have worked against it... Um, which, which still doesn't make any sense. Was that because it's the first half of a, of a large story? Like, the movie literally ends like, all right, folks, see you next time. Do you know if they provided screeners to the critics or... Uh, the the nominations the, for the Oscars, they're given to the people who are in the uh, Academy uh, the Academy of Arts and Science uh, community. So they watch it on the screen? 
No. See, that's Mo- what I'm thinking because that probably, movie has probably. to be seen on the screen. Probably that might have worked against it. You're probably right. Because I because I remember when we when we watched Dune like when we first saw it in theater we we're like holy shit this I know is and amazing. we went to the museum the next day and I'm like that bush looks like that craft in Dune, <laughs> Dune and yeah, you're like yeah, holy right. shit you're not gonna shut up about this movie yeah. all day and then like the next day I I remember the next day I ended up watching Dune on HBO Max and I was like yeah this doesn't do it justice yeah I think you were folding your laundry but we were, my laundry. Yeah, yeah we were watching it and I'm like uh what <laughs> I know right um. And what? So what else we got? Okay, so let me see. Best actress. You're not surprised. I've only seen one of these movies, The Lost Daughter. Mm-hmm. I really don't think Olivia Coleman's gonna win. Her performance was great, but it's kind of her just moping around. Oh, um, she's kind of good at that, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I really don't have an opinion on on that at all. And I know. Kelsey, I know you've never seen, you didn't see Being Ricardo's or Eyes of Tammy, Faye, or Spencer, or anything like that, have you? No. But I did want to watch um, Being the Ricardo's. That is on Prime, and Spencer's on Hulu. Okay. So I was like... Oh, yeah, I wanted to see that one, too. Yeah. Okay, so Best Actor. Um, <sighs> we should watch those two before the Oscars. Which one? Um, Spencer and... Um, oh, Being the Ricardo's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Best Actor... <laughs> I feel so bad for Will Smith. <laughs> like, I, I... First of all, this is a great list. Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Andrew, Gar- Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, and Denzel Washington, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch. I've seen Denzel Washington, right? I haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom with Andrew Garfield or Being the Ricardos, like I mentioned. I haven't seen King Richard, right? But I, f- I already feel like this is, the, this is the movie that should win Will Smith an Oscar. Mm-hmm. If Denzel Washington was not in that category for the tragedy of Macbeth, <laughs> his performance, Denzel Washington was fucking great in the tragedy of Macbeth, right? Yeah. And I, I have a feeling Will Smith is like, come on, man, really? You had to do that movie this year? <laughs> uh, you have any say on that? No, I totally agree with you. <laughs> and it's hard, too, because Will Smith mm-hmm. doesn't usually play in roles where you're like, Oh shit! He's gonna get an Oscar. Yeah, he's usually yeah. he's usually a goofy fucking idiot in yeah. every movie he plays in. Yeah. Um. So best supporting actress. Uh. Let me see. Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. Oh, okay. Now I remember her role. Fuck. I. I. I I'm not the only one who have said this, but people were shocked that just. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. That Jesse Buckley got nominated for best supporting actress because mm-hmm. we were just like, yeah, she's good, but like not that good. Um, Ariana DeBose uh, for West Side Story uh, truly worth it Judy Dench for Belfast okay so what did you think of Judy Dench's performance in Belfast like whatever she kind of wasn't that much a part of it I know I, I'm like like why is she the supporting actress like wouldn't that be the mother the mother mother like yeah. cause she wasn't as involved in the film as the boy was the main character well I, she would have been considered as the lead actress so i guess yeah uh kirsten dunce in the power of the dog uh anu Jun ls for king richard i was like i haven't seen king richard um i'm very curious to see her performance in king richard i wouldn't be surprised if kirsten dunce wins this for power of the dog mm-hmm. um she got a lot of rave rave reviews for her for her role in that movie supporting actor <laughs> Uh, Syrian Hines for Belfast, 
Let me see. Troy Costa for Coda. All right. This is, um, pro- I have a problem with this. Okay. First of all, Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog and Cody Smith McPhee, McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Uh-huh. Okay. I, Jesse Plemons' character was so just... Not there for most of it. Yeah. He would just kind of like step in and just be like, hey, Benedict Cumberbatch character, can you stop bullying the woman, please? That's my wife. Like that, yeah. like that, like that, like that would be the most of it. Yeah. So, I guess they were just like, let's just fit somebody in here. Yep. Um, I think I think Cody Smith McPhee should probably come on top for that one. Troy Coaster. Why is that name sound so familiar? I think I've interviewed that dude. The Cody, the Cody Smith McPhee. Mm-hmm. Was he the? He was the son. He was the son. Yeah. Why is he considered a supporting actor? Because I feel like. He was in most of it too, like. Yeah, but Benedict Cumberbatch was the lead actor. Hmm. I think that one's hard for me to like know which one was which. Hmm. Um. All right. Let's see. What else? Uh, costume design, man. Best sound, man. Original score, man. Adapted screenplay. Damn it! Let me see. I really want to watch Drive My Car. I can't. I can't. I keep hearing how Drive My Car is excellent. Mm-hmm. Really want to fucking watch that movie. Um, so we'll add that to the other two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I would have to take a bet, I mean, honestly, I, I think I would want Dune to win because that, like I said, that was a a piece of material that's almost unfilmable. Yep. And he made it. Yep. Um, John Spates and Dennis Villeneuve and Eric Roth did that. I honestly think Power of the Dog is going to win that as well. Because I just keep hearing Power of the Dog. Like, Power of the Dog, I thought it was a really great film. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's the movie that's just going to, like, win almost everything. Yeah. Um, I think it's because Benedict Cumberbatch just makes you feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Jane, like I said, Jane Champion. Like, Power of the Dog is nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Jane, Jane Champion. Campion. Uh, sorry, sorry, Campion. Uh, not for, nothing for Best Actress, but Best Actor. Benedict Cumberbatch, um, supporting actress, Kirsten Dunst, supporting actor. I like. I, I honestly do think Power of the Dogs won like a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, original screenplay. Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world. Okay. Do you think Belfast Belfast deserves that spot? No. Okay. I definitely don't think Don't Look Up deserves that spot. Okay. Um. Haven't seen King Richard, so I don't have a full opinion on that yet. Liquor's Pizza, all right. I have a feeling it gets the same love like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah. So it's like mm. pro- it, it could probably win because mm. it's like you know Hollywood jizz or some shit. Yeah. I'm actually aiming for the worst person in the world. That I script didn't was, watch that one. I I, I I had a review for the site. That script was fucking great. It was so fucking good. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for that one. Now, let me see. All right. So here, okay. Here's the problem I'm having. Cinematography. Uh-huh. Okay. Dune. Dune's probably going to win. Okay. Uh-huh. Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, West Side Story. Okay. We've all seen these movies, right? Tragedy of Macbeth might win it too. Here's one that I'm actually pissed it's not on the list. The Green Knight. Oh, yeah. That cinematography is fucking amazing. How the fuck is that not on there? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, even, like, costume design. 
Green Knight should fucking be on that list. Mm-hmm. Like for costume design, um, is Corella, uh, uh, what's it called? Cyrano? Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. I mean, Dune might win that, uh, but Green Knight should have been on that fucking list. Yeah. Um, let me see. And then, oh, here's another thing that actually really, really pissed me off. Okay, so best international feature, right? Mm-hmm. Drive My Car, Flea, Hannah God, uh, Luana, a yak in the classroom in the world, worst person in the world. Okay. I'm betting either Drive My Car or the worst person, world, worst person in the world is going to win. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is a hero not on there? I, f- I think. That's, it, I- that's Irania. That's Irania. I know, but did it make the cutoff? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It made the cutoff. A lot of people were. They thought it was going to be in the fucking for best international feature. Mm. But like, I'm actually kind of pissed off. It's not at least considered it because that was, uh, you know, we reviewed it what last week. I think was that, that was our last film. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it should at least be nominated. I I'm kind of meh. Oh really? I like the movie, but mm. I don't think so. Uh, okay, so. Just so here's here are some snubs, right? Uh, here's some su- surprise. Kirsten Stewart people people are surprised that Kirsten Stewart got nominated, right? Here's a snub. People are pissed off that Lady Gaga was nominated for House of Gucci. Yeah, and I'm hearing that she's very like uh, polarizing. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Every every person that I've seen make an argument for lady gaga it's like oh she's so popular like it's it, it's uh, it's of the line of it she's she's so popular that she definitely be nominated yeah which the oscar's not based off on yeah like and also she's not popular yeah she used to be uh, <laughs> there before was, she was wearing meat dresses <laughs> there was uh there was i read an article from an italian uh like not linguistic, but person who helps you speak in a certain Italian language and tongue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This this person was like, "What the fuck was she doing? That's like that's not it, you know. That's not how you do an Italian accent." <laughs> um, one of the snubs, I'm totally fine with this. Spider Man No Way Home. People were pissed off that it didn't, it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. I don't believe it should have gotten nominated for Best Picture, but mm-hmm. it should be really prominent. In the Oscars, I feel like, I th- at most, and I will agree with this. It's it should be nominated for best visual effects, and it is. Mm-hmm. I think that that is. I don't think it's going to win, but I think that's all it deserved. Like, don't get me wrong, the performance was great and everything, but I don't think it, it, none of it was like Oscar worthy performance. I think I think Tom Holland really did sell his part in it. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't think it was like Oscar worthy level. Like, if. Zendaya had pulled the acting from the, this recent episode of Euphoria and put it in Spider-Man No Way Home. I'll be like, boom, she needs to be nominated right there for 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 act best actress. But I don't if, know because that, especially that one shocking scene. Um, we're in Euphoria or Spider-Man. Spider-Man that mm. had everyone. Excuse me, that had everyone like, oh, mm. what the fuck? And yeah. how he? I don't know. Like he was wrecked mm, gotcha okay uh that scene in particular for me okay so let me see going through a few more snubs let me see dennis villanova we already talked about that about the snub there uh one of the surprises was drive my car people were surprised that that was in for best picture 
Uh, what else? Judy Dench. People are surprised about that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What else? Oh, Snow. There you go. Uh, uh, Katrina Belfi and Jamie Doran for Belfast for, for supporting actress and actor. People were that was a snub. A lot of people were surprised that apparently Nightmare Alley was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of surprised. Yeah, um, I am. People, so there's a snub for being the Ricardos as in Best Picture and Original Screenplay. I already knew that screenplay was going to have issues because it's an Aaron Sorkin screen uh, script. Yeah, he, it's weird. He, him trying to do his writing fit in that contemporary time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't gel well. Yeah. Um, and a few more likes. Let me see what else. Snub. Oh, also, uh, so snub was the, the tragedy of Macbeth for Best Picture. Um, the the uh, what's his name? Ethan Cohen. Why was he not nominated for Best uh, Director? That's kind of fucked up. Oh yeah. Let me see. Let me make sure he's like not. anything that's on the Best Picture list mm. should be on the Best Director. Like the Best that, Director should be in the Best that, Director that category. Is, that is the normal consensus. Uh, that if if a best picture is up there, like the director should definitely be in there as well. Because um, that movie doesn't get made without the director. Yeah, Joe Cohen. I said Ethan Cohen. My mistake. Um, so one more, we're gonna go through like one more list real quick. It says like rejected films uh, that the Oscars didn't uh, uh, like thirty films that were rejected by the Oscars, right? And some of these are kind of like I can see why. So Zola wasn't nominated. <laughs> uh, come on, come on. Um, Okay, so the last duel. I, you know what? I'm surprised. Come hmm. on, come on, wasn't nominated. Yeah, maybe like Joaquin Phoenix could have been like nominated. I or... think it's the directing or the cinematography, like yeah. for that. I don't really think it's the actors mm-hmm. as so much as it is like or best original screenplay, maybe. Yeah. Um, here's one. I'm. A, I was actually shocked was not nominated. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer, uh-huh. yeah, for the last duel, oh. I I could have swore she was going to be nominated at least for best actress. Her performance was really great. In that maybe movie. that's kind of taboo. Maybe because she had like rape scenes. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm surprised too about Come On, Come On because Nomadland to me is in that same vein of mm, yeah. following someone on their journey. Yeah, and that blew the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really wanted Nicholas Case to be nominated for Pig. I didn't see that. His performance was really fucking great. I really wanted him in that and to be nominated. Yeah. Um, one was like Red Rocket. Mm, no. Nah. It got rejected for a reason. Uh, what else? Uh, passing Rebecca Hall's directorial debut uh, wasn't it was rejected. Not even like. Let me see. Uh, Hall and Nega and Thompson were all nominated for BAFTAs, uh, uh, BAFTA awards. I'm really surprised. Um, the song uh when we uh may we start by the uh by the sparks was not nominated for best uh music or song which one was that in uh annette oh it's it's a song that it goes may we start maybe that was a great fucking song yeah it was um so that wasn't nominated i'm shocked by that uh what else oh of course fucking green knight rejected yeah like at least for like cinematography and costume design mm-hmm. it should have been nominated at least for those two categories yep uh what else 
a lot of people were talking about like respect because Jennifer Hudson wasn't uh, was nominated. I heard her performance is great in that movie, but the movie's not that good. Mm, that's usually the case with her. Mm. Every time she's in something, mm. it's usually not that good. Like Dream Girls. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, in the Heights, whatever. Fuck that movie. You got rejected for a reason. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Lamb nominated. For that would have been great. That would have been excellent. If that movie would have been nominated, people, people would have been like, what the fuck is Lamb? And then saw him be like, what the fuck is Lamb? Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of surprised that French, the French Dispatch didn't get nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. For like costume design or, or, or set design or anything like that. We didn't watch that. Oh, we did watch that's that. The, 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 I like that. Film? I love that movie. That's a good movie. That's actually a legit film. Um, oh, and we know why this... Well, oh, actually, you don't know why. Fuck, I, I, I need you to watch this movie, Bernadetta. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful, fucked up movie. Yeah. Look, nuns, sex, Paul Van Hoven. That's all you need. <laughs> it's a wild ass movie it actually it apparently was boycotted boycotted and banned wow that would have been great to be nominated for that movie holy shit mm-hmm. um what did you think if the, do you think the tinder bar was rightfully rejected yeah not even for like Ben Affleck performance yeah yeah I can kind of see I, I bet you that would have been a surprise um but yeah that's I mean that's the that's the list of like rejected stuff where people this is from IndieWire this is what they get as like what was rejected from the from the Oscars some of that's all some of that I I totally with some of it not mm-hmm. fucking Green Knight why Green Knight not nominated for anything it's bullshit you love that movie I fucking love that movie <laughs> it's a great movie going to do our geriatric cinematic of Tom Stern and Alex Winters Freaked. Ricky Coogan Brat Pack Sleazebag <laughs> Elijah C. Skuggs Freak Show Tycoon An amateur bioengineer I can look at a guy like Kevin Costner and see a giant peach grub When fate brought them together Mr. Skuggs took an average Hollywood <laughs> slime ball and made something out of him Oh, God! This was my good side! 20th Century Fox presents Freaked. It's about friendship. I thought I told him to shut up! Loyalty. I say we kill him! Life's big questions. How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, show business. The public does not want to see disgusting, depraved, violent filth. And I suppose Jake and the Batman was just a fluke. It's about state-of-the-art technology. It's about Mr. T's the bearded lady. I am woman. Now like me. It's about Bobcat Goldthwait as a sock. It's the end of the world! The apocalypse! Ah! It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. <laughs> and it'll make a cold sore that you thought had healed up start bugging you again. <laughs> it's the kind of film Brooke Shields has always wanted to do. Oh. This film came out in 1993, and the synopsis is... A vain actor, his best friend, and an activist end up at a mutant freak farm run by a weirdo scientist. Directed by Tom Stern and Alex Winter. Written by Tim Burns, Tom Stern, and Alex Winter. It stars Alex Winter, Randy Quaid, Michael Stoyanov, and Megan Ward. 
freaked. Um, I have a long. I can just say maybe I have a long history with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember catching this on HBO like late at night, where like HBO would just show like weird shit at like. 11, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember watching I was like, why does that dude look so fucking familiar, like, as, as the lead? Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's Bill. What the fuck? Like, what is this movie, right? <laughs> but it's hard because he has dark hair. Yeah, and like... Usually he's like dirty blonde or some shit. Yeah, and like, you know, Alex Winter, you know, he his most famous role, obviously, is Bill from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And it's very, like, blonde, curly, like, yeah, dude, ha, ha, and here... He's a complete fucking asshole. Like 100% asshole, right? Yeah. Um, so I remember I remember talking to my friend Dovan, who's no longer with us, about this movie. He was like, oh, I've seen that movie. And we would just geek out about the movie. Like, what the fuck was this? Why did you do this? All this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? And of course, this is, this is during a time where not everybody had the internet. Mm-hmm. So we were just like, what was this movie that we saw? Like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> and you can't look it up. Yeah, right? And the funny thing is, like, it would come on HBO often. Mm-hmm. Like, at night. And so I just watched it, like, a bunch of times over and over again. Um, and I I, my, I, I remember I, I remember even believing that what my friend Dovan told me was that, like, oh, they're going to do a, they're doing a sequel. It's going to be called Freaked Again, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hope that's true. I would so fucking love to see that sequel. Unfortunately, it wasn't true at all. Um, but this movie, I've been wanting to show this movie to Kelsey for so long because it's weird, it's zany, it's fucking crazy. Uh, at one point, I showed my friend Damien this movie. Actually, I gave him a copy of my DVD. I was like, you need to watch this movie. And he was at the time, he was like, Mark, let me show me a bunch of movies. Like, Let me know what you got and everything, right? I showed, I gave him the movie. He came back. He was like, yo, dude, why the fuck you give me that movie? <laughs> I was like, I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, I mean, well, you know, no one gives a shit about my opinion. What matters most is what did Kelsey think about it? I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like at first I didn't really know what to make of it. I had to process it a little bit. I maybe was erring a little on the side of, I don't really understand why you like this movie. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think I could ever love it the way you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this movie, it, I mean, it's it's not great, like, as in some of, like, the writing and, like, the scenes and stuff like that. It's not phenomenal, but I, I, this this totally, I have, like, all my nostalgia love for this, for yeah. this movie. But I could, I do like the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would ever watch it again, though. Really? Yeah, so it's not a rewatch for me. To me, it totally is. Obviously, because I see this movie so many goddamn times. But I'm glad I saw it. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed a lot of the weird dynamics and, like, mm-hmm. the milkman, you know, like... Oh, the milkman scene? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of the stupid shit. Yeah. One thing I... One thing you have to give this movie mad respect for is, like, the design. Like, mm-hmm. the costume design and everything. It's really fucking crazy, especially, like... When uh, Randy Quaid's character makes Ricky Coogan like full like uh, like troll or freak or whatever, mm-hmm. it's like what like and, and and it's not like this movie was on a small budget. I think it was under, I think the budget was like twelve million dollars, and this is like nineteen ninety three money. Mm-hmm. So that's a decent that's a decent amount. It was actually backed by Fox. Oh, um, but like when the head the head of Fox changed, 
like they didn't know how to market this movie. They're like, we don't know. Like, the, like the the new head didn't understand why this movie was greenlit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So what? So what's your what's your <laughs> what's your opinion on out of performance on that? This is probably Keanu Reeves' best work. Yes, Keanu Reeves has an uncredited role as Ortega, the dog boy. <laughs> and I will admit, this is probably his best performance ever. <laughs> Yeah, because he's not like the surfer dude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound like a surfer dude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't move slow like he's half brain dead. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't act with his shoulders and his neck all stiff. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's actually acting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've never seen him actually act before. Yeah, you can tell like with this movie, they were like, and that's the thing. One of the things that actually sold this movie being made was was uh, Alex Winter's success as as Bill from Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. and he told uh, Joe Roth. It was pitched to Joe Roth, who was the head of Fox at the time. He pitched this like, "Oh, Keanu Reeves is in it too," and the guy was like, "Oh, so like it's like another Bill and Ted movie." And Alex Winter was like, "Yeah, we'll go with that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's more ridiculous than a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, and because it, it was originally going to be called. Uh, Oh, I just had it right in front Bill of me. Bill and Ted take too much acid. I know, right? No, it was, it was actually going to be called Hideous Mutant Freaks. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this is... The original plan was to um, to actually, like, make this movie about a family that... Uh, let me see if I can find it correctly. Because uh, I want... Okay. So, th- this this is how, like, the movie was kind of put together. Okay. This is from uh, an article from IndieWire uh, published in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, Alec Winters discusses 1993 cold hit Freak says Bill this is an old article so it says Bill and Ted is a long way off happening like I said it's an old article so this is what Alec Winters said he said we pitched it to Joe Roth who was running Fox at the time he was doing mainstream movies but he was also doing cool stuff like Naked Lunch and Barton Fink and he knew what we were after it wasn't one of those things that we were we just lied to him other than other than we did a little, since we were like, "Well, I'm gonna be in this in it with uh, in it, and Keanu's gonna be in it," and they <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, Bill and Ted," and we were like, "Yeah, kind of." <laughs> <laughs> and so he continues, but we didn't have a movie. All we had was uh, this butthole, uh, the but this butthole script. Um, there's this band called the Butthole Surfers, mm-hmm. and Alice Wonders, uh, and uh, what's the dude's name who also directed it? Uh, what's the guy's name? Tim Burns. I think, uh, Al, yeah, I'm sorry, Tom Stern. Tom Stern and Alex Winter, and I think even Tim Burns, who was a writer, they were working with the Butthole Surfers. They were going to do these trilogy of movies that were like Butthole Surfers movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is, it kind of like started developing to this, right? So, um, he said, and, and we had a night to come up with the movie with Freak. Okay, so Alec Winter continues. There was no script. We just had an idea. Let's make a mainstream comedy with freaks, just like Bill and Ted, but not at all. Winter said, so from 6 at night till 11 a.m., we wrote this script, and by 4 in the morning, we had convinced ourselves that it was, it was the worst idea ever and that we were screwed if we, actually, if we actually walked in and pitched it. So from 4 to 6 in the morning, we wrote a whole new movie oh my God. about an IHOP. It was going to be called, it was called IHOP, and it was about a family driving across country, and they stop at an IHOP, and they all seem really nice in the Midwest, but they are really these Lovecraftian creatures that live be above the subterranean universe. 
it was a comedy, of course, and we were like, fuck it, let's pitch, let's pitch him IHOP. <laughs> and on the drive to Fox, we snapped back to consciousness, like, what are we doing? <laughs> so have we lost our minds and found our notes and pitched Freaked? And it sold, like, right in the room. Mm-hmm. They pitched Freaked, and they were like, all right, make it. And they, and they, they, they made it. <laughs> um... So, okay, so you say Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. best performance ever. I yeah. really like Alex Winter's performance in this movie. Yeah. Um, I really like Randy Quaid's performance. This is before Randy Quaid went fall all fucking like conspiracy theory schizo and shit. Yeah. Um, I felt like he was born for this role. Yeah. I, so, I really like his. He was ridiculous, too. Randy Quaid? Yeah. Like yeah. how he's talking to the guy, the laughing man or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's that line. This is this is like so stupid. But like every time he says this line, it kind of uh, no, no, not every time. Every time I hear these words, I I picture him saying this line where he says, "Well, that's a really big shoe." It comes in my head like once a month, right? When I would be like, "It's a really big shoe." <laughs> like I don't fucking nowhere. <laughs> that's how he like delivered that line. Was so fucking dumb. <laughs> um. So what did you think of Tom Stern and Alex Winter's direction? Um direction yeah like how do you talk about direction in this kind of a movie (laughs) well okay so let's go ahead and tack that on with the writing because you know because they worked on the script as well Uh do you think like what they were writing kind of translated well into what we saw uh like on screen on screen yeah i think so Mm -hmm. like it it made sense actually for how fucking bonkers it was Mm -hmm. and like it made sense, even though, like, none of it is, like, scientifically correct, yeah. politically correct. Yeah. Like, somehow they subverted all of that mm-hmm. and made something that people could love anyway. Yeah. And this is, like, they at the time, Alex Winter, he had done, like, shorts and music videos. And he did an episode of, of The Idiot Box. It was this series on, on MTV. But this was, like, his first movie. Yeah. And I think with the, him and the collaboration Tom Stern, I think they worked really well because like it plays out very 90s like trash. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's almost to me trauma. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, it's like a it's like a a higher budget trauma film. Mm-hmm. Um and this movie it's it's funny because like this movie like I said it had a it had a 12 million dollar budget. Um it was shot in LA. Um like they had sets and everything like that, and they had, like, like for example, like Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields jumped, and Brooke Shields was like, was oh, well, she still is, but at the time she was still like a well-known name. She mm-hmm. wasn't really doing a whole lot of stuff, but you saw Brooke Shields, you're like, oh, it's Brooke Shields, right? Yeah. Eyebrows, got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. Um, and unfortunately, like, like I said, when they changed studio heads, they didn't know how to market it, mm-hmm. and the movie. Like the way how they would get the movie around because it did well at TIFF at the at the Toronto Film Festival, mm-hmm. it did really well. They were like, "Holy fuck! Like this, this can be a big hit, right?" Mm-hmm. Wasn't a hit at all. Like oh. they had to take the print and take it to theaters and to kind of like sell it like this is our movie, huh. and sell it like that. Interesting. Um, and this movie was almost lost, like, f- like forever, right? Um, let me see if I can find. By the way, mm-hmm. you were saying like I said that it was probably it was like a trauma film. Mm-hmm. I would be really surprised if Alex Winter and uh, oh James Gunn, James Gunn are not friends. Oh, I know, right? Definitely. Like they seem like they should be friends, like really good friends. Okay, 
So the article goes, um, at the, like I said, at the time the article was published, it said the only surviving print was almost destroyed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex Winters talks about how uh, he says when one finally turned. Okay. So they're, they're trying to. What happened was that how the article goes, because the reputation of Freak was of being hard to find. Uh, continues as the Anchor Bay uh, Anchor Bay DVD from a years from a few years ago is now out of print, fetching seventy five dollars. Right? Um, I have the two disc print. It's worth about a hundred bucks. It's in a box. <laughs> you cannot fucking find. It's hard to find this fucking. I mean, you can find it on Amazon, but you got to be willing to pay a hundred bucks for it. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. It says one finally turned up in the Midwest. It was about to be exterminated until Phil Blank uh, Blankenship. From the new Beverly Cinema in L.A. stepped in. Oh, wow. I know, right? We, Didn't we meet that guy? We met him. Yeah, we, he used to be the owner of the new Beverly before Quentin Tarantino took over. It. Yeah, so we met that guy and, and you know. You should have fucking asked him. I need to try to contact him again, see if I can interview him. Um, so Winner says, uh, about a year ago, so 2011, uh, the guys at the new Beverly in L.A., who I know really, really well, were trying to show the movie. Um and I was like, there's no print. It doesn't exist. It turned out that Phil Blankenshin, who runs the New Beverly, uh, who's a total god in the world of repertory cinema, found a guy in Midwest who worked at a place where basically movies go to die. They exterminate nev- negatives. And the day after Phil called me uh, and I told him there's no print, he called me and said, dude, they're going to exterminate freaked. I said, what do you mean? Phil was like, my friend uh, says it's like, it's like the dog pound for films. They wanted to exterminate Freak, but luckily he was a cool guy. So I feel like we need to make a movie about that. Yeah, instead he stole it. Oh, <laughs> he shit. stole the print. <laughs> um, Alex Winters, um, till this day on Twitter, uh, or to this day on Twitter, people are like, when are we getting a Blu-ray version of Freak? It needs to be made. And Alex Winters is like, I don't. I don't have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Like he, like, it, and you can find this movie on YouTube. We watch it on YouTube for free. Yeah, that's like the place we. It, granted, it's not great quality. Mm-hmm. Also, it had a couple scenes that was not in the HBO version that I watched. There was like two scenes I was like, "That's not in the movie." I never saw that at all. <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit!" Did you shit. like that? Huh? Did you like that? Oh, the the extra scenes? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the part where 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 Ricky Coogan's like. He's like he finds out that he's gonna murder everybody. He's saying bye to everybody. Oh yeah, that shit was so fucking stupid. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me see what else. What else is there to talk about the movie? Oh, I will admit some of the jokes do not fucking land. They they those jokes are uh, outdated as fuck. Yeah. Um, there's that line where. Ricky Coogan says, uh, nobody wants to watch something where a lot of murder and mayhem happens. And Randy Quay goes, so I, so I would have, so, no, he says, and I would guess Jake and the Fat Man was just a fluke. Nobody knows what Jake and the Fat Man is. No. Nobody. That's like an 80s TV, like, cop show, I think. <laughs> nobody would get that fucking joke. Nope. Um, and some of the, some of the jokes are, like I said, they. Like, today's kids don't even know who Fat Albert is. That's even before exactly. my time. Yeah. My brother watched that, but I didn't, and we're six years apart. Yeah. And also some of the jokes, they some groups would find the jokes really offensive, like the fact that uh, Mr. T uh, is, he's, in, is he's, in drag in this yeah. movie. Um, there's that line where Randy Quaid says, 
to Mr. T, he says, you look better without a dick. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that people would be pissed off at that. Yeah. Certain groups. I don't, honestly, I don't think Mr. T's performance mm-hmm. as someone in drag mm-hmm. is, obviously I'm not trans, but mm. is all that offensive. I think how mm-hmm. people treated his character is, but mm-hmm. he his character was totally like, I'm happy that this happened oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel great. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so with that, I want to kind of lead into... A little detour into the discussion. Do you think this movie could be made now? It would be a struggle. Okay, how so? Because how do you update those jokes without it being too sterile? Mm, yeah, yeah. It would have to be a lot of punching up jokes. But that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's hard to do that. It's much harder to do that. Yeah. And the punching down jokes are still funny. It just depends on how you do it. Like, you can't make trans or racist jokes or, mm. you know what I mean? But, like, some of it is still funny. Yeah, and they don't really make, like, I don't think they make any racist jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the, maybe some stereotype jokes, mm-hmm. like, for example, the Rastafarian eyeballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love those eyeballs. Rastafari. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm on Dottable. Do Medina, brother. Or whatever. They're <laughs> talking fucking random shit. Yeah. Um, I think, actually, I think it probably could be made today. Um, because of, especially the, 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 the evil corporation, the EES, mm-hmm. you know, every, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, EES. Everything except shoes. Everything except shoes. Okay. That makes complete sense. You could actually kind of say like, oh, that's Disney. You could make this like a Disney joke or some shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, it, it would obviously be like, because from my understanding, the, the, the underlying message is like capitalism. The evils of capitalism. I kind of take it back. Hmm. The movie could be made. You House. know why? Okay. Why? Psycho Gorman exists. That's right. That's absolutely right. Psycho Gorman does exist. And they have a big brain. Like, you have the eyes, yeah, and he yeah. has, like, they have a brain. Yeah, like, you, like, this would be a movie that, like, some, some, like, small, like, passionate studio would, like, have to make. Especially, like, for, like, the costume design and stuff like that, because... Mm-hmm. You'd actually have to, I think you'd have to make it crazier mm-hmm. to make up for the lack of jokes. It'd have to be weirder more than funnier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, like you couldn't have, like... I, I highly doubt any studio would touch this. Like, major studio would touch this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think A24 would touch this This thing. Well, this isn't their type of movie anyway. I know, but I'm just saying, like, uh, I'm just saying, like, like on a smaller scale, like, A24 mm-hmm. is still seen as an independent uh, movie uh, studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like, Fox Fox had done this, you know. Uh-huh. So, but, like, I couldn't picture, I couldn't picture any any section of Disney doing this. You know what? They should not make it like for like. Mm. They should adapt it. Okay. And put Guillermo del Toro with Jordan Peele and make it mm. make it a like a really weird mm. movie, but like you know, with black yeah. people. I think it would land. <sighs> Probably it would really fucking land. 
Let me see. I'm trying to think. Because of how far-fetched Guillermo, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro stuff can be. Yeah, but so he, you get that like fairy tale-ish, but like nightmarish. So, so you're saying it would have to change genres because this is more of a comedy. I like. I it might. Yeah, it, I think it would land if you could change genres. Yeah, if if you would, if you were to make this, um, the same genre like comedy and so kind of weird and raunchy, I think you would have to pull James Gunn. James Gunn would have to dig into his like his his trauma days, his trauma days, his uh uh, what's that what's that movie he did. Um, with Nathan Fillion. Uh, oh my God! I'm you mean that Shakespeare picture we saw when we were talking about Macbeth? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, what? It, it, it starts with an S. I keep thinking sinister. It's not sinister. It's a movie he did with Nathan Fillion with these alien creatures, like uh, like worm-like creatures. Um, slither, I? slither. Oh. Yeah, but like he would have to. He would have to go like crazy. I think James Gunn could sell this to a studio and be like, "We can do this." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what studio would do it. <laughs> uh, definitely Trauma would do it, but I think Trauma would like they wouldn't be able to shell out the money to 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 for the cost of, like to keep the the look of it, yeah, like the the high not the high price but the quality of like the costume design mm-hmm. and like the creature features and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you even think that would be interesting? To what I said. Yeah, I'd be more curious. To see how Guillermo del Toro would do, he would. I think he would make it too whimsical, though. Like this is a very like dirty film. Not all of his stuff is super whimsical. Like some of his stuff is whimsical mm. on the dark side. Like it's actually a fucking fairy tale nightmare. Yeah. Like something like a fairy tale before Disney touched it. Yeah. Like the Grimm's Brothers shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe like old Peter Jackson could do it. Like, uh, like dead, like how he did, like Dead Alive and Bad Taste and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Old, old, old uh, Peter Jackson would. Oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know who else would probably do this. So I, I take it you don't agree. No, I do agree. It's just I. It's you're having a hard time. I have, picturing I, them I'm together. I'm kind of having a hard time picturing it, but I would definitely check, especially if it's like Dotor and like Jordan Peele. Because like, J- him and Jordan Peele actually have a similar way of telling their stories. Mm-hmm. They just have a different visual take. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, if you have a little bit of Guillermo del Toro's, like, visual flair, uh-huh. but on the darker side, how he... Like, Pan's Labyrinth had a lot of darker stuff in it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have Jordan Peele's, like, obviously, like, the plight of the black man, like, mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Like, you could totally make it... And that's how you would update it like that. yeah. Okay, okay, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, also, I want to see that movie now. I'm like totally <laughs> like, oh my God, I had a moment. Um, the dude who directed Psycho Gorman, obviously. Uh, what's the homeboy's name? And that's recent. Yeah, Steven, uh, Steven Kostansky. Uh, um, I can totally picture him <clears throat> doing something like this. This is like up his wheelhouse. Um even the guy who did the one that was stop motion. Which one? That one that was like with Frankenstein's monster. Oh, with the puppets and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, his name is escaping me too right You now. could do it with puppets too. You don't even have to use people mm. and makeup. Actually, you know who... You know what I could picture would do... Like, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. I actually do know who could do this, right? Mm. If you get... Now, you've never really seen their work, but they can totally do this. Um... Rob Schraub, 
who's Dan Harmon's friend. He's a he's actually a decent director. Mm-hmm. But the script would be Justin Roiland, the guy behind Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, yeah. That's how you would update the jokes. Mm-hmm. So you would have that, and you have Rob Schraub because Rob Schraub is pretty. Rob Schraub is pretty crazy when it comes to like his idea. He did this. He did this comic called uh, Scud, the Disposable Assassin, mm-hmm. and it's about this robotic assassin that you can actually just like go to a vending machine and be like, "Hey, drop the money off," and the robot will come out, and you, you tell them, "Hey, I need you to go kill this person." They go kill that person, and then they would blow up. But oh. what happens is that he, if I remember correctly, the robot tries to kill somebody, but he realized. Like, I guess he has feelings or something like that. Like, he's realized this is not good. And he didn't kill that person. What happens is that, but he mortally wounded them. So, Rob is now, not Rob, uh, the robot, Scud, mm-hmm. is doing hits to pay for that person's medical bills. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's how the story goes. But it's it's crazy. It's, like, super crazy. Yeah. So, Rob Schaub has that uh, mindset. And you've actually seen him before. Yeah, when I know. went to Harmontown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so him as directing, and then Justin Roiling as writing, and put Dan Harmon in there as well. Yeah, as writing. I think I think they could do their version of Freaked. Yeah, it probably look good too. Mm-hmm. Plus, like their names, they would have like backings from other studios. Be like, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll give you money for this, and they have so, their own production company. We should do Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. James Gunn. Oh, Peter Jackson, James Gunn, okay. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, okay. Rob Schraub. Rob Schraub. Uh. That Roiling guy. Justin Roiling? Mm-hmm. Okay. Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Uh, Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. And the guy who did the puppets. Oh, the Frankenstein movie? Mm-hmm. All together. <laughs> Damn, it's like a super team. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Make it a series. Holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, so with that being said, do you think this movie still holds up? That's hard. Okay. Which I think you're probably surprised I didn't just flat out say no. No, I knew you're gonna be. I knew you're gonna have a, a tough time saying yes, yay or nay. Because I don't think this movie is meant to be like. It's gonna hold up over the whole ages. It's just mm. like entertaining, and in yeah. that sense, it still holds up because it's still entertaining. Mm. Okay. So I think maybe it does. So this is what I'll say. I'll say yes and no. Mm-hmm. I say it doesn't hold up because it's because of the jokes. Because the jokes, and clearly this is a '90s movie. The music, like the jokes, the shots, '90s. However, I will go back to the costume design. It looks fucking phenomenal. I think the costume design still holds up. Mm. He went way more technical on this than I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally like, I think just because it's entertaining, it holds up. Because it's not meant to be like. Yeah. Something that you can reflect on over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're all like, yeah, yeah, you know. Totally, Cos- totally. You know, costumes and makeup and shit. Yeah. The costume, <laughs> it looks amazing. The, the, like I said, the story doesn't really hold up with the jokes. <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> um, all right, is that it? Anything else? Yeah, that's it. That's it? Okay. <laughs> So that's going to be our show for this week. We, we want to thank everybody. Logistics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm the logistics person yeah. on this one. <laughs> um, By the way, it's been an entire year since I said that. Has it been a year? It showed up on my feed. The logistics one? The logistics oh, episode. I still go back to that that episode of, um, it was Before Sunrise and Malcolm and Marie. Mm-hmm. I still go back to that, just to that part, the logistics statement. 
Um, so yeah, we want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we especially like to thank the folks over at Ear Entertainment Corner for uh, hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, you can find uh, this podcast and, and all our old episodes on all podcast catchers. Um, next week, uh, next week's episode is going to be Valentine theme uh, because Valentine's is on this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? I'm like, I just noticed that my battery is low. On your laptop? Yeah. And I'm like, why? I plugged it in and then I looked. You plugged in the wrong one, right? No. It's, it's not, not plugged in on the other end. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> uh, so next week's show, we are going to review um, the Charlie Day and Jenny Slate film, I Want You Back. Uh, that's premiering on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. Sorry. Prime Video, uh, February 11th. Um, that's where you can watch it. We are going to do a high fidelity for our geriatric cinematic, the 2000 uh, film starring uh, John Cusack. Uh, that is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Uh, the topic is uh, love can be love can be a funny thing until someone starts crying. Basically, it's all fun, fun and games till someone starts crying. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Do you? Yeah all fun and games and then you make me cry do i make you cry yeah good because you make me hurt yeah but you don't cry i cry on the inside yeah and that's how you like it me crying on the inside yeah so i don't have to see you be a little bitch